Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of Nerd Factory Reboot. First of all I want to say that I'm sorry that it took me a little while to come back. It was mainly because you know I was on a vacation and after I came back from the vacation you know I had lost my mojo a little bit so now I'm back and hopefully I'll do these episodes stronger than ever. But let's begin because we have a lot to talk about. We have to talk about uh, Battlefield 2042 beta. We have to talk about Sony and their new acquisition. And um, there's just so much to talk about. Hell, even Smash. Smash Bros. got a final character. And my god, it's one hell of a character that they've chosen. So without any further ado, let's begin the episode. Alright, so let's begin. Uh, there's actually a lot to talk about, so I hope I'm able to, you know, uh, kind of wrap it up nicely. Well, here goes. First of all, Tencent has announced that they have acquired the 22% stake in the Polish developer Bluebird Team, the creators of the Medium, and the developer that we think uh, they're working on a new Silent Hill project. Well. I gotta say, it's kind of a, you know, um, surprise, and at the same time, you know, mundane at this point, that Bluebird Team, again, has acquired stakes in another company. Uh, Tencent, sorry. So, you know, Tencent is one hell of a company. I mean, they have so much money, and they have stakes in many developers, honestly. I have no idea what their endgame is, but the way they're going... They probably, you know, as somebody said before, they keep getting smaller and smaller stakes until they own the companies. They don't want to buy them outright, or perhaps they're not selling them that. But I still gotta say it's kind of weird and, you know, scary to think that there's a big Chinese company that's slowly coming after you. It's it's kind of weird. But anyways, yeah, they're they're doing that. Um, and your Bluebird team, I don't really say that you know they're good or bad i mean all the games that i have seen from them is the medium so far that's the game i knew uh and started to understand who bluebird team was in retrospect so i can't really judge if this is a good purchase or not so sorry uh can't really say uh at the same time nintendo finally talked about the nintendo switches um joy con drift and what they said it's very simply that these are like car tires and wear is unavoidable. Well, yeah, it is unavoidable, Nintendo, but not when you buy them for like, you know, two months. And I gotta say, I gotta be honest, PlayStation and Nintendo need to do something about their, you know, controllers. I have DualSense, I have three DualSenses. Um, the first one broke its trigger, um, I think, three days after purchase. And... It was weird because, you know, there was a, you know, kind of a um, spring in there. And I have no idea how this happened because I've been using the other two the same way, the same amount of time. 
and nothing has happened. But this one, for some reason, it seemed that, you know, maybe the spring wasn't really um, put in the right space because it kept making a little noise. And after a while, it just broke. And now I'm using a, another spring from DualShock 4, the second edition, to, you know, mitigate that damage, sort of. But still, I, I can't find the originals. So if I could, I could actually replace it with that. But still, I gotta say, like, do something. Really. I mean, definitely go after it, Nintendo. This is not the way. I mean, I keep hearing from many people that the drift is happening. There's so many things happening. And, you know, like I said, um, yeah, also my DualSense, one of them has drift. And it's slowly getting worse and worse. I mean, some games it's not noticeable, but in competitive games it's very noticeable. So, Nintendo, Sony, do something. By the way, um, uh, some developers from Rock City have been posting character arts for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, we now have art pieces for the main four, King Shark, uh, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, and Deadshot. At the same time, for the DC Fandom uh, teaser trailer, you can actually see uh, some scenes from that game, although it's not much, but it's still something. Thankfully, we have something. So, rejoice, I guess, but still not that far from it to be announced. GTA. Yeah, when I say GTA, people are holding their breath, like, what, what, what about GTA? GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, has been announced officially by Rockstar after so much wait. Let's be honest, so much. They finally announced it officially. So, you know, when we have leaks, people say, why do you get excited for leaks that are being announced? The thing is that, you know, when we have leaks, it can just remain leaks and degrade to rumors at that point so when they officially announce it and they say it's coming soon that's kind of a good thing because it makes us very happy it makes us think that whoa it's coming and you know it's official and uh, you know that's a uh, great thing so they're coming and it's apparently not that far and according to a popular leaker it's gonna come out november um 11th so um that's a good date. It means that it's not that far. It's probably a month away at this point. But we still have to see any trailers regarding gameplay to see, you know, how how much the graphics have changed. Or, you know, gameplay-wise, what have they decided to change. But the thing is that people are so crazy about this remaster that <laughs> they went out of their way to even show that these... Um, artworks of the ladies that we had for each game that they that even those have changed for example they showed vice city and honestly i actually thought the vice city one looked this way for long for the longest time but they said that no this the remastered version looks like this so which makes me think is it actually you know remastered that decided this change or fans did it and we just went on with it because you know it, it looks really detailed nice but anyways we don't know much about it we honestly don't know like what are they trying to do or um <clears throat> how far um they decide to change stuff um you know i i honestly don't know that but 
there are leaks and rumors going on that they say that you know yeah they they can change you know they, they're changing the gameplay they're adding scenes they change the models look whatever the thing is that there are so many rumors and leaks it makes me happy that they are doing their best to do that but i think that it's best we wait until the trailer because at this point it's official so we're gonna see it happen so i think that we are so excited just to see like you know what they're planning on to bring the changes to because i think that these games were nigh perfect and what they need is a breath of you know fresh coding on there and <clears throat> just fine-tune some of the gameplay i mean playing san andreas on ps4 was a pain to be honest i mean it's it was still fun way more fun than anything else but it needed some modernization i hope that that modernization doesn't ruin the game themselves you know we have free games here at the same time we have seen shohei uh yoshida uh the head of playstation indies as far as i'm aware if i'm being incorrect please tell me so let me check and yeah he's in the playstation indies has met with tim ninja and uh bloodborne producer masaki yamagiwa who also joined team ninja wow so people are not going nuts saying that whoa 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 does this mean that we are getting a you know uh, acquisition are they going to acquire them no i don't think so maybe I mean, I'll be happy regardless. But speaking of that being acquired, Sony finally acquires Bluepoint Games and they finally announced it officially. And they acted like, yeah, nothing happened. We Nobody knew this. So surprise. Of course, it's a joke. They know that people knew from a long time ago. But finally, it's official. They have purchased Bluepoint. And there are some leakers and reporters saying that there are more uh, coming along. We don't know exactly what, but they're saying it's something that, um, you know, something that nobody expects. Nobody. So let's hope that it's a good one. And something that, you know, as we keep saying, it's something that some studio that they had uh, a lot of uh, work with in the past so that, you know, it can feel organic. <laughs> so um, let's continue. Uh, Resident Evil 7 has finally sold 10 million units, and Capcom is over the moon about this at the, at the same time, apparently, you know, not the same time exactly, like a little bit after this. But before they announced this news, we had the first trailer for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which looks very mediocre, very much like a B-movie. And people are defending this, saying that, yeah, the first game was supposed to be a B-movie, look, I understand that. But we don't want an actual B-movie. Why? Because first of all, the CGI looks terrible. Makeup looks even worse. The story doesn't even seem to replicate the games. It's more like, a, you know, adaptation of what they're trying to do with it. Because, you know, from the trailer, it looked like very different from what we know, actually. Because as far as I'm aware, in the games, Claire never actually talked to Chris before, you know, all that shit happened. And I don't think they talked for the longest time. Oh, they actually did for Veronica. But before that, they didn't. So the thing is that that never happened. 
But in the trailer, you see that, yeah, they're talking. She says, yeah, see, some doctor told me about this virus. And then they go to the Spencer Mansion. Look, please, Hollywood, understand the story that's there. While it's not perfect, it's what we all acknowledge and have fun with. So either adapt that without any changes or at least minimal changes that don't affect the overall story or don't do it. Why do you guys think that you have to change everything to make it Hollywood? We don't give a crap about your vision. We want that game. We want to see Resident Evil on the screen. The first one actually, not this first and second one mixed in a hopefully not a 90 minute movie. We just want to see that. And we just want to see how that even works on screen. How scary it can be. It's not a difficult thing to do. Why do they make it so difficult? Anyways, moving on. Unfortunately, Yakuza creator uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi is leaving both RGG Studio and Sega. Daisuke Sato is also leaving as well. Unfortunate, that is very unfortunate. Um, and, you know, it sucks, to be honest. I mean, we knew that they're being poached. But to hear it officially again, it's a terrible thing. So it's a terrible loss for all of us Yakuza and Judgment fans. Um, as they left, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, RGG Studio Director is now Masayoshi Yokoyama. And they're teasing that we can see Yakuza 8 next year. As we know, RGG used to be really efficient with Yakuza. They put out so many games one after the other. They are still efficient. But this is what he had to say about Yakuza 8. He said, whether it's six months or one year from now, I hope to show you a new Ryuga Gotoku titled by a new Ryuga Gotoku studio that is different but still the same and something that will spark a feeling of this is what we are waiting for within you. I'd like to continue on my life as a video game creator with earnestness. So honestly, I'm both excited and... Um, kind of scared reason being that you know it was his vision uh, it was what uh, basically Mr. Toshihiro Nagoshi created so now being left with somebody else at this moment it's a bit weird why because you know Yakuza 7 was a different direction for the series and it worked immensely well just like Judgment was but you know he was involved now that he's not again these are going to be new visions which is weird i mean if he had left before these games we could say that you know wow this is great direction why not let's go but now it's like you know again a new one and i and i know that these guys are amazing these guys have worked so well together for many years i'm sure that they'll do fine but i don't think that it's unwarranted to feel a little bit you know concerned santa monica studios have announced that there will be other languages other than English uh, for God of War Ragnarok. And the funny thing was when they announced it and they we actually showed um, a trailer for the Japanese version of the game. The funny thing was that I felt that Kratos' voice was so freaking uh, familiar. Turns out it's All Might's voice actor. Holy crap. So yeah, <laughs> if you're a fan of All Might, yeah, you're... You're going to get that. Like, you know, Almighty's going to come and, you know, beat the crap out of everyone. Say, plus ultra. 
So that's that. <laughs> um, at the same, uh, I keep saying at the same time. At this point, you can you know make it drinking game. Um, now we have had Babylon's fall, um, showing a new trailer, and it shows a reworked brushwork filter. And they said that you know thanks for um the feedback from people. They are doing these changes. So now instead of being very simplistic in art style it looks detailed and that's a great change and um you know now at this point not only it has more details but as some people put it it's like you know less blur and um i'm just happy that they are doing this and you know uh, at this point i think they're at phase three so i hope that they keep doing changes to this because you know the first trailer looked awesome then came the you know the other trailer and we were like, holy crap, this is not good. And now, again, it looks good. Hopefully it will continue looking good. 20th anniversary Xbox controller has been revealed alongside the um, headsets that they had. And, you know, they look awesome. I mean, it, you can see the internals and stuff like that. It looks really, really good. There was a new firmware for PlayStation 5. Um that came out is basically just stability, performance, stuff like that. And EA is exploring whether or not to drop the FIFA brand in favor of a new name. Could be a very weird move if they try to do that. I mean, we know it by EA Sports FIFA. So I hope they don't do that. But let's hope that that doesn't happen. I mean, they don't want a Konami situation. EA also had said that it had a record-breaking launch for FIFA 22. Apparently, they had 9.1 million players since launch on October 1st, 7.6 million Ultimate Team squads created, and 460 million matches played. This is from October 1st until October 7th. So, nice. Microsoft has told The Verge that their Xbox Cloud Gaming service is now fully powered by custom Series X hardware, improving both the loading times and performance of the streamed games, which means that if you're playing on X Cloud, that's pretty awesome because now you get to play the Series X versions, especially, you know, um, how they're meant to be played. Like, you know, like they put it, performance and loading times, which is, of course, part of the um, new, you know, generation. Nintendo has finally launched Metroid Dread to awesome review scores and awesome user scores. People are loving Metroid Dread, but at this point, I would like to point out, Nintendo, where is Metroid Prime 4? Come on! I mean, Dread looks awesome, and, you know, it's so good-looking that, you know, the reviews don't do it justice, in my idea. But we're still waiting for Prime? Please. In case you missed it, Valve has released a Steam Deck turndown video. They showed what the internals are, how it can change, for example, the thumbsticks or the SSD. However, as the video began, they put a disclaimer out there that please, please, please do not do this or otherwise you could die. They're saying that this is a very tightly made system and it's not that easy to tinker with or upgrade. So they put out the video and they're saying that, look, you can actually watch this video to do what you want with your Steam Deck. And they actually say in the video that it's your device once you purchase it and you're free to do whatever. Something that many companies don't even say. But the thing is that, you know, you have to be very careful doing it. Very careful. That That's what they keep saying. 
And, um, you know, if you want a much better analysis of what they said and, you know, what it means for the consumer, go to Linus Tech Tips and, you know, watch their video. They do a very good analysis and reaction to all the things that Steam said in this video. And it's actually very useful for those who are purchasing this and need a little bit of a help. So definitely go for it. And something really cool happened. We heard that Randy Pitchford has stepped down as Gearbox software president, but he will still oversee Gearbox Media projects. These projects include TV series and, of course, movies. However, former CTO Steve Jones is now the president of the company. It's a good news for people if you like or hate Randy Pitchford. I, I, I don't know if you guys hate him or not, but, you know, it, it's, it's not that well-liked in the community. Dragon Quest composer Koichi Sugiyama unfortunately has passed away at the age of 90. He was one of the greatest composers, whether you played Dragon Quest or not. It was such a great, you know, great music that he created. And I think that it's warranted that we say that may he rest in peace. Twitch has been hacked, and with this hack came so many data breaches that we have never seen before. Not only was the data of the streamers leaked, but how much they actually made was leaked as well. And it turns out that many of them are making so much compared to even developers of those games that they are streaming. And yet they are angry at them saying like, whoa, why do you want us to pay you? You know, seeing the amount of money they made, which actually for many of them it was, you know, without the sponsorship. I think that it is warranted that, yeah, you guys have to pay developers something. I don't think that you should get free games. And I don't think that, you know, you should be angry at developers for wanting to protect their, you know, IPs. So if they actually make this much money, which seems to be the case, seriously, like, what the hell? <laughs> what is this? I mean, just go take a look at it. If, if you want, you can actually download the whole list, which is around 13 gigabytes. But if you want, there is a website that you can actually search. And it's just, you know, yikes. Like, really yikes. Like, what the hell? The OLED panel for um, Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Switch OLED model, actually, has finally launched, and it looks so damn good. The reviews are saying that this is amazing. But there are some things that should be noted. First of all, you cannot take the panel and put it in your Nintendo Switch if you're a tech-savvy or, you know, you know, repair-savvy kind of guy. It turns out that there are some differences. Like, you know, it has one connector for OLED where it has three connectors for the normal Switch. So it's fairly impossible to do. But at the same time, if you are so excited about it, like, there's so many good things. Like, there's so much better readability. There's so much better colors. And, you know, it even looks better even from the, you know, pictures. However, there is a little bit of a problem that Nintendo probably will address pretty soon. And that's the fact that, you know, the dark theme or the black theme that is on Nintendo Switch, that was designed for LCDs. Now, this is an OLED panel, and that black looks more gray. So, if Nintendo actually can do it, please create a much better black theme for the OLED models so that you know the battery consumption comes even lower so good job on Nintendo to actually creating this and you know there is apparently some comparison between people going for Nintendo Switch OLED and PS Vita look it's not a fair comparison I mean that one's 
one of the first OLED panels that was used. This is the much better one, but still, I gotta say, they were first. Vita was first. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, continuing on, the Pokemon Company and Universal Studios Japan have announced a partnership, which will begin in 2022. So basically, if you're a fan of Pokemon and you like Universal Studios, uh, especially in Japan, because they do lots of crazy stuff compared to anywhere else in the world, keep an eye out on them on 2022, which is their 20th anniversary, and you probably can see so many Pokemon-themed stuff there as well. But you can see other stuff as well, but this is even part of what they can do. We finally had the final... Uh, Fighter for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate being revealed, and it's none other than Sora from Kingdom Hearts. That's such an amazing thing. Not only Sora is being um, introduced into the Super Smash Brothers, but he's bringing him with himself a great stage that changes so beautifully. He's bringing three costumes overall, which one of them looks very much like you know old time Walt Disney style, which I love, and. Well, you know, it's Sora. I think people are super excited to see him, and it's coming um, October 13th, I think. But the other greater news was that Doom Guy is actually coming as a me costume for, uh, <laughs> you know, for uh, Super Smash Brothers, and he's bringing his gun with him. Pretty cool, I guess. Say, pretty cool. So finally, we get to actually see Doom Guy with Animal Crossing. Why not? <laughs> so finally it happens, official. And, you know, while they were being announced, Sora was being announced, they also announced some really cool things for Nintendo Switch, uh, which was regarding Kingdom Hearts. It's its 20th anniversary, and they said that there will be a specific anniversary event. However, they are bringing cloud versions of Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, 2.8, free, plus Remind, it's coming to Switch. We have KH or Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Theater Mode. The final chapter of Kingdom Hearts Dark Road arrives later this year. And they have brand new merchandise. So there was a lot that was happening um, at this event. And I gotta say, Mr. Sakurai, thank you. While I was actually expecting Waluigi, the fact that we have Sora is also something really, really cool. And uh, there, there are some... You know, also some really cool statistic that they showed. They showed that the game was played for over 2.2 billion hours. The game launched over 2 billion times. Um, they had offline battles, which was over 11.7 billion times. And online battles, over 7.8 battles. But so far, everything about the, you know... Smash Brothers, we have now over 89 fighters, counting Pokemon Trainer as three fighters and Pira Mifra as two fighters. So without you know choosing them, it can come down to 85, I guess. Stages, we have 116 stages, total stages, including Battlefield Form and Omega Form stages, 340, including the training stages. Games featured, over 450 games are featured, including Spirits as of the end of September 2021. And characters featured, over um, 2200, including stage, quest, stage guests as of the end of September 2021. 
But here's a much cooler thing that you probably should know is that if you buy Metroid Dread, you'll be unlocking um, free cool things for the Smash Brothers Ultimate. I don't have the game, so I don't know exactly what they are, but you know, if you have it, use it. Why not? Um, let's continue. So yeah, Steve and Alex Amiibo, they're planned for um, release uh, spring 2022. And as for the rest of them, uh, Kazuya, Mifra, Pira, and Sephiroth, they are planned but not yet going to be released. But I'm super excited for Kazuya and Sephiroth. So, that was for Sora and stuff like that. Oh yeah, by the way, Sora's stage, as I said, can change. And characters that will make an appearance through these changes are Riku, Roxas, Zion, Terra, Ventus, and Aqua. So, be excited for it. I mean, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you're definitely excited. And if you like, you can go and check out the, you know, <clears throat> the trailer. Uh, for him, because, you know, we can also see, like, um, uh, you know, the gameplay and stuff. And turns out that Sora was actually the most requested character of all time for Super Smash Brothers. So, okay. I mean, I think Waluigi was also one of the most popular ones. But, you know, Sora, I think, yeah, Sora wins. Um, also, we had the first teaser trailer for House of the Dragon coming 2022 and at that trailer we could see the older design of the um you know of the throne and it looks so scary and i think that was the point i mean the books it was actually this scary and i think the illustrations of it were this scary and it looks amazing but uh <clears throat> you know for this series they made it way more tamer than it was if you have PlayStation Now, the October new games feature Last of Us Part 2, Fallout 76, and Desperados 3. So, if you have never played Last of Us Part 2, why not give it a try now? You can play it while it is there. Achievements will be added to Epic Games Launcher next week. Among the first games to support this are Rocket League, Hades, and Pillars of Eternity. And Ed Boon will appear at this year's DC fandom. We don't know exactly what he's going to announce. There are many rumors saying that it could have been Injustice 3, but I don't know, something fell through or something like that. Not sure, but the fact that he's appearing there, it doesn't necessarily mean that he will announce a new game. He could be just there to, you know, just say that, yeah, I have so much great experience with this, you know, because there's other people there that, you know, makes sense that he's just there to, you know, say something nice about um the whole thing but i don't know i i actually hope that it's a new injustice and maybe mortal kombat he'll announce i'm not sure if if mortal kombat at this point counts to be at dc fandom i don't think it does so let's hope for injustice 3 Dynasty or Dynasty, how you want to say Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires is launching February 15, 2022. And Halo, Halo Infinite and Rockstar Energy, they have made a collaboration. And it's looking really good. There's a new rumor coming saying that Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake is in development at an external Chinese studio. And remasters of other Metal Gears are planned for modern consoles. The studio that is pr apparently making... Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake 
is Virtuous, who has worked on many ports and supported many AAA projects. And these projects are, you know, include but are not limited to Outer Worlds, Return to Arkham, NBA 2K18, Final Fantasy XX2 HD Remaster, Vampire Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and many, many more games. So they are not a bad developer to think. However, something that they heard that kind of hurt me as well is that Eurogamer confirms it has heard about the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake project as well, and they apparently wanted to use the Fox engine to um, remake the game using elements from the Pachinko machine, which means that they probably wanted to use the, you know, uh, cutscenes, but they didn't. So, could be good news, could be bad news. Jack Garland from the Final Fantasy Origin in the game, a game that is apparently about origins, uses his smartphone to play a very uh, terrible music and walks with it instead of using headphones. I hate this game. I really, really do. Ugh. Continuing on. When talking to, you know, uh, Konami about their new game, I said that, you know, they wanted to see if there is um, a kind of interest. However, they are saying that Konami is working on a new Castlevania title, and that's a reimagining of the series, just like Lord of Shadows was. And it's developed at Konami Japan with support from external partners. Most of these plans are going to probably be unveiled 2022. Konami wants to return to premium console game development, which is great news. Hopefully they do it well. And they are open to working with external partners. You will um, see the Castlevania game first, apparently, then the other remakes. So another thing talking about Metal Gear Solid, apparently there's a rumor going around that we will have PlayStation experience in December and an Irish songwriter has said that they have written an Irish song for a game that will probably be announced in December for PlayStation and it's a remake of a very beloved franchise. Now people being people they have searched and apparently there is one game that featured an Irish song or basically Irish lyrics and it's none other than Metal Gear Solid. So they're remaking Metal Gear Solid? We knew that but we're excited. Who's making it? <laughs> also, also, if you're a fan of Battlefield uh, 2042, I think the beta is still ongoing, and it sucks. Sorry. But yeah, it really does suck. It has so many graphical problems. It had artifacting when I played it. It had bugs, glitches. The map is overly huge with not enough to populate it. Or even if it was, you know, having enough people to populate it, you could not feel that because you never saw people. I know the game doesn't look good for beta. And I know that they said that, you know, this is um, uh, for technically, um, how do you put it? You know, a few months old build. But the thing is that, you know, when you're showing beta, you don't go for that kind of stuff. You show the best so that people can actually be, you know, excited to buy it. You don't do that. So, it sucks. But, you know, maybe people like it. Maybe people don't. I, I don't know. I, I just didn't like it. I just didn't think that it was, um, you know, exactly 
what we envisioned. So, I hope it's fine. Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin release date has been announced. It's coming to PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Series X, and Series S, and Epic Game Store on March 18th, 2022, and it's being developed by Tim Ninja, as you probably already know, with you know work with working with Koei Tecmo. Yay, I guess. And of course the trailer, when you look at it, it it looks very different from what we saw, but you know, still the game doesn't look that polished or anything like that. It's not my cup of tea, unfortunately, it seems. But I hope that it's going to be fine. If you're a fan of this anyways, you can play the trial version 2, which is now available on PSN and Xbox. I don't know how long for it will remain, but probably you should hurry up. And apparently the demo also features um, multiplayer as well. So, <clears throat> go for it. I mean, why not? Uh, continuing on, we had the first, we had another look at Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, and it looked good. Bandai Namco changed their logo to something really terrible, and I'm thinking that somebody did get paid for this. Yikes. Oy. Um, let's see what else we can actually talk about. Um, so yeah. Let's finish it here because I think that was the whole week. But anyways, guys, I'm... Uh, also, yeah, Alan Wake. Alan Wake Remastered is out, so go play it. Also, I will be doing an episode for reviewing Hades, which I did finish and platinumed. Took me a long time, apparently, but then I checked the PlayStation, you know, counter, time counter. And it seems like it didn't take that long compared to many people, which is weird. Um, I think the counter is off. But anyways... Um, I'll be doing a review on that and a little bit of a discussion on Little Nightmares 1 and 2, which I loved playing the second one as well. It's such a beautiful game. So I don't know when I'll make those episodes, hopefully soon, but um, I'm just excited for these um, episodes. But anyways, guys, as usual, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And if you did like the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and, um, you know, do whatever you can to spread the love and the podcast, and um, apparently this is one of the shorter times that I made an episode, so I think I kind of went by faster than always, huh, that's kind of weird, anyways, guys, thank you for joining, I hope you enjoyed it, and again, if you did, please, please share it and um, help me out. Thank you, and I'll see you guys next time on the next episode.